Good morning. Once again, welcome to our Echo. Welcome to our Discipleship Center. You are first time come here, you are welcome. CBCB is a disciple-making church. Our mandate, our mission is make disciple for Jesus Christ. And God bless you. Be a disciple of Lord Jesus. And Pastor Chung, Elder Alex, will transmit message for us this morning. Next is the social Let us continue with our, the series that uh, we started recently, Intimacy with the Father. Last week was the first message. Talking about uh, having a blueprint as a father. Today, let's take a look at the second message. Being a father who puts his authority into good use. The PowerPoint. Does a father need authority? Not only does a father need authority, but everyone needs authority. Because all of man's actions tend to be led by authority, yet uh, we uh, refuse to be restrained by authority. Even when we are still young kids, uh, we want our fathers to use his authority to uh, lead us, to protect us, to protect us. Yet we don't want our fathers to use his authority to control us. So children, whenever uh, they want to uh, have a haircut, that's when they get a haircut. Whenever they want uh, to uh, have long hair, they want to have a long hair. Whenever they want to go to sleep, that's when they sleep. If they don't want to sleep, they don't sleep. And uh, they say to the fathers, please don't limit my freedom. And what about the fathers? A father wants to use his authority to accomplish things in his children's lives. He wants them to uh, obey him when he wants them to sleep. When he wants them to have a haircut, he wants them to obey. So fathers and children, now there arises a conflict. So a father needs authority. What is more important is that he will be able to put his authority into good use. So that you may be able to help your children face all kinds of authorities in this world. As a father, if you misuse your authority, when your children grow up, they will have, uh, they will rebel or they will be repulsed by all types of authority in this world. Because they do not understand what it is to respect authority. The word authority for them will be something that's very bad. 
But the real reality isn't so. Because the Bible tells us. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except which God that which God has established. Authority comes from God. Authority is good. But then you need to put your authority into good use. And Paul said to Titus in chapter 2, verse 15. These, these then are the things that you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all, all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. So when a child slowly grows up, he needs to learn from his father how to use authority. Yes, perhaps he still doesn't want to be controlled by his father because no one wants to be controlled by anyone else. But when you slowly grow up, then he starts to understand what responsibility is. Then he starts to understand how important authority is. So what does it mean to put your authority into good use? To put your authority into good use means to let the child understand the things he needs to be responsible for. The sooner your child understands authority, or rather his responsibility, then that is the result of the father using his authority well. We see some people like their 30-year-old kids. Still, they're just like a child. They do not know how to take up their own responsibility. But please do not rebuke them right away. You must ask a very important question. Why is it that my son, even at the age of 30, isn't being responsible? Is it because of the responsibility of the father? That the father never used his authority to teach his child well. So may God help us. Be a father who puts your authority into good use. Allow me to uh, share with you four uh, principles. Number one, number one, a father who puts authority into good use is one who un understands his spiritual responsibility. Second, he treats with his child with respect. Third, he is a father who is willing to offer himself. And the last, he is a father who obeys God's authority. Let's take a look at the first one. He is a father who understands his spiritual responsibility. And a man is considered a father because he now has a child. And uh, God gave him the authority. God isn't giving him the authority to become king. God rather wants him to uh, use his responsibility as a father. The first responsibility is his 
spiritual responsibility. Because children are a gift from God, they are God's inheritance for us. In our world today, we are seeing more and more fathers who are uh, who love their their children to the extreme. Uh, whatever the child uh, demands or requires, they will do their best to help them. Materially, they would do their best to provide for them. And they uh, don't complain about the time and the resources that they have to sacrifice for the sake of their children's education. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because I am such a father as well. But children are a gift from the Lord. Parents, you have a very important responsibility. You need to help your children establish their uh, relationship. Don't ever allow material things. Or last to come into the lives of your children. We all know. This is a very materialistic world. This is a world that's filled with temptation and a lot of things that entice us. And when you uh, switch on the TV, computer, switch on the computer, internet, internet, or maybe you see all the ads outside, you will surely uh, receive a lot of messages. And these are things that are un unavoidable. Unless we're not living in this world. There's a bit, it's a bit like uh, the three-year COVID-19 uh, COVID we've experienced. No matter how careful you may have been, there's bound to be a day. You're going to be infected as well. And people who have not been infected yet, not that they haven't they haven't been infected. But they had a very strong immune system. So when the COVID-19 infects them, it's, it's not that they didn't encounter the COVID-19, but the, their bodies were was able to overcome. Be a father who puts your authority into good use. You need to be able to uh, help your children to have that kind of a spiritual immunity. So when temptation comes, when temptation comes, you are able to say N-O or no. During the Qing Dynasty, there was a very famous general by the name of Zheng Guofan. And he used books to... Uh, uh, share a parable. And he said, it is of course very important to choose good books, but to be able to do so, the first step is for you to eliminate 
the bad ones. And very meaningful. You need to help, help your children to be able to establish a spiritual relationship with Him. The first step. You need to help get rid of all the bad things in your children's lives. Especially for us who are fathers, please take note. Pornographic temptation is very serious. It can uh, come into your family, in your, into your home, in just a minute. And if our children are being bound in uh, porn- pornography, their thoughts, their behaviors will be completely changed. So as fathers, you need to pay particular attention. And if you discover that your child may be having some problem in this area, you need to have a one-on-one talk with your child. Share this very clearly with him. When my three children were in high school, I uh, bought a computer for each one of them. And they had uh, a computer for each one of them. So at this moment, and although during that time it was quite expensive, but still I managed to purchase a computer for each one of them. But I uh, installed the three computers in the same room. I made a very long table. So they had uh, one computer each. So the three of them would be sitting by the computer at the same time and to do their work. <laughs> but actually, I had another purpose in my heart. So that the three of them will be able to watch one another. This is being an accountable partner. And being accountable for the other person. And although I didn't uh, say it so clearly to them, but fathers, you need to get rid, throw away all the bad things in your children's lives. And as fathers, uh, if we have never said to our children that uh, you should stop eating candies, stop playing computers, stop playing with the cell phones, and uh, stop uh, going overnight. If you have never refused your children's request, there's only two possibilities. Number one, number one, your child is an angel. Perfect. That he's perfect. So you don't need to reject his request. Number two, number two, you do not know how to use your authority well. You know why? You know why? Uh, my message last week. You are trying to please your children and you're not leading them. So may God help us. Be a good father who uses his authority well. First, get rid of all the bad things in their lives. But that's not enough yet. 
你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话语。你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话语。你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话语。你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话语。你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话语。你要教他们的孩子要学习神的话
Children are gift from God. So as parents, we should understand this. The children do not belong to you. They are gods. So you need to respect your children. How then do you respect your children? Look at your children as perfect people. Or rather, uh, that they were created in the image of God. And I believe that uh, this aspect is something that we Asians need to learn. You know why? You know why? Because for us uh, Orientals, uh, the uh, concept uh, of family, the belonging of family is particularly strong. And uh, we're very much bonded as a family. Used to be like uh, in the past, like uh, you have one, two, even three generations living together in one household. And it's not completely bad. But let's not go to the extreme. In the Philippines, in Hong Kong, in Taiwan, this is something that happened very often. That parents are faced with a lot of pressure. Perhaps it may be financial. And as a result, they want to uh, uh, take their own lives. But before they take their own lives, they kill all their children. And they want to die together as a family. And that happened once uh, in the Philippines. There was a savior student, uh, his whole family died. Because his father wanted to commit suicide. And so he took with him all the children. You know why? You know why? Such kind of fathers, they think the children belong to them. If I want you to live, you're going to live. But if I want you to die, then you're going to die. And they justify their own actions. I don't want my children to be suffering in this world. No. No. They don't understand God's truth. They don't know how to respect another person's life. Now let me ask you a very important question now. Parents and children, their relationship, is it going to be for eternal, for eternity? N-O, no. And the answer is N-O or no. Please remember. Father-child relationship or mother-child relationship, it's going to be end one day. Perhaps at the most unexpected time, it might end. Whenever the father suddenly passes away. Or maybe your child suddenly uh, he or she may die. The earthly relationship as a father and child or mother and child, that's going to end. Of course, in your heart, 
He's always your father. And it's always my child. So all Saint Day So on All Saints Day, cemetery, we go to the cemetery. We remember them. We have a lot of very good memories of them. And that's good. But then that's only but in your mind, in your own mind. But the reality is the relationship, uh, the, your relationship with your child or with your parents have already ended. And when we get to see each other in heaven, it's going to be a different kind of relationship. What kind of a relationship? During the time of Jesus, there was a man who didn't believe in the resurrection. And so he came to ask Jesus a question. And he said, Jesus, and if there is resurrection, I'm going to ask you a question. If there is a woman, and he married seven men, and then every man that he marries dies. And so, as a result, he married seven men in his life. And all of them died. So at the resurrection, and this woman is also resurrected, and the seven men, husbands, are resurrected. Here's a question. In heaven, let me ask you, which of these seven men is going to be her husband? And that's a very difficult question. And we don't know how she thought of that question. How they thought of that question. Seven are my husbands. How can that be possible? And that's going to be chaos in, up in heaven. And Jesus said, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor, nor be given in marriage. They will be like angels in heaven. In heaven, all the earthly relationships, uh, family relationships are going to end. He's not going to be your husband anymore. He's not going to be your wife. He's not going to be your father. He's not going to be, she's not going to be your mother. And he's not going to be your child. But we have an even more intimate relationship. All those who belong to the Lord. They, they will be united together. We call it called the church or the bride, the new bride. And Christ is our groom. And we will have a very special relationship with Jesus. And that is the relationship of a bride and a groom. And amongst us, we are united together as well. And that uh, unity is going to uh, have a relationship that is even more closer, more intimate than any earthly relationship. So brothers, during this time that we are, we are here on earth, you need to grab hold of this opportunity. To build your relationship with your children. Because there's bound to be a day. Earthly relationship is going to end. 
And the simplest is use respect to respect your children. Treat your child as somebody who's independent. He doesn't belong to me. Because this person is created in the image of God. I know in the hearts of parents is forever my child my baby my baby and just keep that in your heart uh, don't be uh, mentioning it about uh, mentioning about it every day because he's no longer your baby he is God's child may God help us Third. You must be willing to offer yourself. Take a look at Matthew chapter 20, verses 27 to 28. And this is a very important concept of leadership that Jesus mentioned. And it's also the best explanation about authority. We see that God has given us authority in order for us to serve others. So as fathers, if you're the head of the family, you should use your authority to serve your family and not to tell everyone to bow down to worship you a person who uses his authority well is one who's willing to uh, offer of himself offer what? two things offer you as a man your and your time and uh, two things are both needed Think about this. If the child has the father as the person, but without the father, father's time, what's going to happen? And you may ask, uh, Pastor, what do you mean? What does it mean that uh, having the person present and yet without the time? And this is what the Chinese says. The person is present, but the heart uh, is absent. Yes, yes, I am there. I'm present. I'm at home. But it's as if that I'm not at home. Because I'm at home, but uh, I'm totally ignoring my children. So it seems like they're transparent. And if that is so, your children are not going to be seeing the right picture of a father. They will not know how to be a father in the future. And on the other hand, now, if uh, the person is uh, the time is here the time is there but then the person is not there what does it mean that this kind of a father they uh, they know how to talk they uh, are 
They know how to encourage. Hey son, father loves you. And he really is a very great encourager. And uh, father's going to help you. So they know how to comfort their children. But when something really happens, he's absent. And the reason is very simple. I'm very busy. So so it's as if that he is there, but he is not actually there. Because he knows how to say it. But uh, he's not physically available or present. So when children encounter temptation, when they encounter difficulties, they really couldn't find the person. So may God help us. If you want your child when they grow up, they have a correct, accurate image. And if you're going to be able to accomplish that, then you have to give your child both you as a person and the time. Then you will discover something. That in your child's growing years, you will see that they will have this uh, sense of uh, security. Uh, security and belonging. And belonging. Many, Many families today, they do have the family structure, but then they do not have the essence of a family within. And that is why a lot of people don't have a sense of belonging in a family. You see, when a child feels that he is very secure, that he has a sense of belonging. I'm proud to tell you that he is very proud to say that this is my father, this is my mother. Because he feels that this is a place that he can feel secure. Please take note. A home it is not just a place, it is a safe place, a place to return, return to when we are hurt, a place where joys and pains are shared. Let me share a testimony with you. When my eldest uh, child, my daughter, uh, was in uh, college, and that uh, she met a, a classmate. This classmate uh, came from Hong Kong. And this classmate was half uh, Filipino and half uh, uh, Chinese from Hong Kong. Because the uh, father was a Filipino and the mother was a Chinese from Hong Kong. And the family is a bit complicated. The parents uh, were separated. And so this child uh, had to uh, study, had to uh, work while studying. And so she went to Hong Kong to work. And after working for a year, he came to the Philippines to study. And if he runs out of money, then she'll go back to Hong Kong to work. And after earning some money, she'll come back to study again. 
So she's actually uh, a bit uh, older than my daughter. When my daughter was 21 years old, she was already 25 years old. But I don't know for whatever reason, they became quite close. So sometimes uh, she'll come to our home and spend the overnight there. And they'll be uh, working on some projects together. First time I saw her, so what uh, she was wearing sleeveless and so I saw that uh, she had uh, a lot of a lot of tattoos on her arm and my daughter was saying uh, showing me uh, uh, her uh, arm look at her arm look at her tattoos and uh, young people would say that uh, this person is very cool so one day, my daughter called me up, and he said, Dad, and uh, the, uh, the, the classmate's name was Michelle. That Michelle was robbed at gunpoint, and while she was trying to wrestle her, uh, her possessions with uh, the uh, robber, uh, she got shot. And I was shocked. And uh, the, the, the gunman actually fired at her. And I said, how is she? And I said, it's like, uh, it's, uh, it probably wasn't something very serious. And she's in the hospital right now. But uh, she's about to be discharged. So that evening, uh, together, me and my wife, together with my daughter, we went, uh, we drove over to her house. We saw her lying in bed. Well, the bullet, bullet actually just uh, grazed her arm. So we prayed for her and gave her some money in order to buy some stuff. And uh, thank God that later on she recovered. You know, later, uh, she said to my daughter, I have never felt the love of my parents. And if I have parents just like yours, perhaps my life wouldn't be this cool. This world, uh, there are a lot of people in this world. They have lost the protection and the care of their parents. So they are all alone facing all the uh, difficulties and challenges of this world. And in our families, is it a place where our children can come home when they get hurt? And there's one reason. And for this reason, God established the church. Psalm 68 verses 5 to 6. A, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, a, is God in his holy dwelling. 
God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. May God help us. Let your family, your home, and the church family be places where your child can find refuge. Whenever our families lose its uh, sense of uh, security, then this uh, place this is going to be very scary. No wonder we see a lot of prodigal sons. Because they don't want to go back home. May God help us. The last thing, a father who uh, uses his authority well is also a father who obey, obeys God's authority. Please remember, a good leader is always a good follower. If a person doesn't know how to be a good number two, he will never be a good number one. Because he doesn't know how to be a number two. And so he wouldn't know what it is to be a number one. And let me explain this by citing uh, these two persons, uh, Joshua and Elisha. Joshua was a very good uh, leader in the Bible. But look at the Bible. In the Pentateuch. Wherever you see the name of Joshua being mentioned, it would say that he is the helper of Moses. Like of the book of Joshua. And uh, in the book of Joshua. Chapter 1 of the chapter 23. From chapters 1 to through 23. Joshua uh, Joshua is mentioned as uh, the uh, helper of Moses, Joshua. Up until in uh, chapter 24. It is mentioned there that uh, Joshua, the man of God, the, the servant of God. All his life, Joshua was the assistant of Moses. But Joshua became a very good leader. And the Bible says, the people respected Joshua just like the way that they respected Moses. Because Joshua was a man who respected God's authority. And uh, he learned to be a good number two up until the a time when he became the number one. What about Elisha? Elisha's uh, teacher was Elijah. Elisha actually followed Elijah for more than 10 years. But the Bible doesn't record it. Only one verse of the Bible says. You know how he mentioned? Second King in 2 Kings chapter 3 verse 11. 
Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may inquire of the Lord? An officer of the king of Israel answered, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is here. He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. You know what the meaning of this is? He used to pour water on the hands of Elijah. What does it mean to use to pour water on the hands of Elijah? He was a servant. He was pouring water for his uh, master to wash his hands. You see that uh, when Elisha was following Elijah, he was uh, in uh, uh, he was a, a servant following Elijah. May God help us. If you want to be a person with spiritual authority, first you need to first obey God's authority. While Jesus was still on earth, he wants to heal a uh, person, uh, a centurion. When Jesus said that, uh, when Jesus was saying that uh, he wants to go to the house of this centurion, the centurion said, No, you, you need not go. Why? Look at the, what it says here. But say the word, and my servant will be healed, for I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. This person understood what authority is. I respect the authority above me. And the people below me respect my authority. I tell them to go, and they go. I tell them to come, they come. But I also respect the authority about me. He tells me to come, then I come. And he said, Jesus, you are a man of authority. Yeah, just tell, just uh, say the word and this man will be healed. And this person, he truly understood what authority is. And in the Bible, there are three heads. God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the church. And the husband is the head of the wife. Please remember. Every one of us, we have a head above us. Christ is the head of everyone. So, Father. So fathers, although you may be the head of your family, but please remember, you are not a person without a head. For above you is another head. If you want your child to obey you, you need to obey your head. We need to respect or obey God's authority. And in a family, it's not that the father has the last say. 
你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。你是聖經做工啦。
There would be no parents who would say sorry to their children. I spank him, and even if it was wrong, it's done. But then my mother said sorry to me. And I felt very strange. She came home from church and she said sorry to me. Something happened. Something happened. And so the next week, uh, she, he followed uh, his mother to church. And from then on, she never walked away from the church. May God help us. I know it isn't easy. But fathers, if you want to be a person with authority, a person who uses his authority well, and this is a path that we need to be taking, May God bless you so that you will be able to build an even more intimate relationship with your children. May God bless you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. You have allowed us to be fathers because you have given us children. Let us understand that the children are gifts from the Lord. That we must nurture and train them up well and use the authority that God has given us well. So that uh, we will one day be able to uh, uh, recommit and, and, and give back the children as gifts to the Lord. So that our children will become people who are going to be useful in God's kingdom. So that our children, together with us, uh, will have a part in God's uh, kingdom in eternity. May God bless us. We know that uh, it is great, uh, the responsibility is great of being a father. And it is also not easy. So may the Holy Spirit help us. And uh, the Bible tells us that uh, if a man is, uh, has a willing heart, then God will, is willing to accept. May God help us to be a father whom God uses to build up the children that you have given us. Thank you, Lord. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.